Hey, Priest Chapel Paramount, welcome to our podcast. Hey, this message is from our midweek service with a very good friend of the house, Pastor Victor Danridge. Now, if you haven't followed us on Instagram or Facebook, give us a follow at PC Paramounts and then check out our website at praisechapelparamount.com. Enjoy this message. Well, come on and shout hallelujah. If you love them, let me hear you say yeah. in this place I, I, I was caught up in the presence of the Lord going to worship and I'm the type of guy I can just fall on my face before the Lord and it's never about us it's always about him and what do you do when the king comes in you just worship him but then the Holy Ghost rewind, reminded me I've got an assignment so I got to get this word out to you but I'm sure we can revisit after we preach the word because the word is a part of the worship. It doesn't stop, it continues. So be seated in the presence of the Lord before I get too excited. And and, and, and you, you guys know I'll throw my wig off and go to dancing and running around the building. And Pastor Omar say, brother, you didn't preach. <laughs> I can't help it if you got this fired up worship team. And, this fired up group of people that just love to worship God. I'm going to try to get them over April the 17th. Sit down. Mark this in your calendar. We're going to have a worship extravaganza at our church. And uh, it's going to be a Saturday afternoon. So we can worship all day long. We can worship to the midnight hour. <laughs> We just can let go and just let God. And we got Amy Burner coming down and and she's going to be teaching on the integrity of worship. And she's going to be singing and orchestrating and coordinating and and just different worship teams coming together. And my God, this has got to be one of the highlights. I mean, your team is open and closed. <laughs> my God. And then the enthusiasm of the people. You just can't worship God with just musicians. You got to have people that participate. This is not a spectator sport. <laughs> Sometimes people think worship is about coming here and just sitting and just looking, you know. Lights are on, but nobody's home. You know, you know look like deer in headlights, you know. What's going on here? No. <laughs> Open your mouth and sing. We've always... Remember that if you want to get into God's presence, it's very simple. Come before his presence with singing. That's why we do this. Because God loves his children when they sing. Just like you love your little children in the living room when they're singing and dancing. They can sound like bullfrogs, but that's your child. You'd be like, sing, Johnny, sing. <laughs> You'll never get a Grammy, but you're I love you. The voice only a mother can love, right? <laughs> That's what God loves. And when you begin to sing, the Bible says he sings over you. And sometimes you got to listen to the voice of the Lord because it's prophetic. 
and he's singing to you about your experience. And when you hear his voice, the Bible says, my sheep hear my voice and a stranger they will not follow. And so when you begin to hear his voice and, and that exhortation and that encouragement and that comfort comes from your father in heaven, my God, no devil in hell can stop you. You can be going through the hardest trials of your life. My God, lift your hands if you know he's real. That's what I'm talking about. All you doubters and powders, we got some real folk in here that know their God. And them that know their God shall be strong and do great exploits. That means we do great deeds for the kingdom of God because we know our God. Can you say amen? In the book of Matthews, turn your Bibles there, Matthews chapter 25. Tell your neighbor, keep your lamps filled. It's almost midnight. Come on, look at somebody say, keep your lamp filled. It's almost midnight. In Matthews chapter 25, verses, let's go to verses 1 to 13. And I'm reading from the King James Version of the Bible. I'm old school. Your father, your father, the Lord, or your pastor just told you, I've been coming here for 32 years. And so some of you young folks say, how them thieves and thous and what is he saying? What does that mean? Well, just tell your neighbor he's speaking in tongues. (laughs) (laughs) Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins. Are you there? Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. Watch this now. And at midnight, underline that. And at midnight, there was a cry made. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, give us of your oil for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered saying, not so, least there be not enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. Tell your neighbor this time is personal. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Underline that, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Barely I say unto you, I know you not. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour when the Son of Man cometh. Revelation chapter 18, verse 4 says, And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins, and lest you receive of her plagues. 18.23 says, And the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee. And the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more. 
in all the earth. It's a good thought tonight. I think it's very important that we begin to underline this because of the signs of the times. When you look around and you see everything that's taking place, it puts you in the mind that the Lord Jesus Christ is soon to come. He says, when you see all these things taking place around you, look up because your redemption draw nigh. Those of you that are considered the bride of Christ, everybody's not considered the bride of Christ because everybody doesn't have that love relationship with him. In order for you to be considered the bride of Christ, you have to be head over heels madly in love with God. You've got to love Jesus more than you love your mother. You have to love Jesus more than you love your father. You have to love Jesus more than you love your sisters, your brothers, your uncles, your aunts, your nieces, your nephews. You have to love Jesus more than you love anything in this world. That's why Jesus says, if you don't prefer, he uses the word hate. But he just simply means, if you don't prefer me before everybody else, you cannot even be my disciple. In other words, you cannot even tarry in my presence until you put me priority number one. I think we've lost our vision. We've gotten caught up with everything and we see all the things that are happening and all the pleasures of this world. And the Bible says in the last days, men will become lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. This is the day. He didn't say you didn't love God. Because some of you would get offended if I told you you didn't love God. He said you love pleasure more than you love God. In other words, you love the amusement part more than you love God. You love to enjoy the things that satisfy your flesh more than the spiritual things that gives you the opportunity to get closer to God. When you begin to worship the Lord like you begin to worship God tonight, you've got to understand there's only one person in the room that matters, and that's the king of glory. And when you understand that your worship is about getting closer to him, the words of that old song, if you draw nigh to him, he will draw nigh unto you. That's why there's such an attack against the worship. That's why there's such an attack against the praise because the devil knows that the weapons of your warfare are not carnal. And so what is the devil going to attack? He's going to attack your worship. He's going to attack your praise. In other words, he's going to make you feel like your praise and your worship is in vain. But I'm here to encourage you tonight to let you know that your worship is not in vain. Your praise is not in vain. Somebody got healed in that praise somebody got delivered in that praise somebody got set free in that praise and lift your hand to say I receive my joy in that praise see the joy of the Lord is your strength and when you begin to enjoy God the Bible says when you delight yourself in the Lord what do you mean Pastor Dandridge when you take great pleasure in the things of God in other words it's not a drag coming to church you know how people act today yeah we're gonna have church tonight well I don't feel like it I, I just feel like sitting 
sitting at home and watching LeBron James and you know why I gotta go to church and then some of your husbands sometimes you're pathetic your wife is motivated to come to church and you're gonna sit at home and watch the Dodger game and watch the football game and come on watch the soap opera some of, you, some, some of these brothers even watch the novellas you know what I mean I don't know what's going on with them but we should be the leaders and not the followers we should be pushing our wives and not dragging our wives who am I preaching to that understands that I got to get closer to God and whatever it takes for me to get closer to God if there's a Wednesday night service I'm there if it's a Thursday night prayer meeting I'm there lift your hands and say whatever it takes to get me close to God. That's what I'm willing to do. And so when you take great pleasure in the things of God, when you delight yourself in the Lord, he gives you the desires of your heart. Can I ask you a question this evening? What is your desire? Some of you desire husbands. Some of you desire wife. Some of you desire cars. Some of you desire home. Some of you desire more money. I need more money. Money, 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 money. Money. Hey, give me money, 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 money. And you desire all these carnal things, but these these things will not bring you satisfaction. They will gratify you. They may get you through the night or get you through the week or get you through a moment, but it will never satisfy you. The only thing that will satisfy you is a true relationship with God. So when your desires become his desires, it's more than the flesh. It is a spiritual thing. It is the deep that calls out to the deep. There's something that's deep down on the inside of you. In other words, the Bible declares unto us when the outer man is going through changes or the outer man is perishing, there is a revival that takes place on the inside. You can be going through in your body and going through in your mind and going through in your marriage and going through all kinds of things, but there is a spiritual revival that's taking place because regardless of the situation, your spirit is revived. Can somebody shout hallelujah? Now, I don't know why I'm preaching this fast. Some of you going to catch it and some of you not going to catch it. But uh, somebody said, this message is for me. Some things are taught and some things are caught. So put your mid on and catch something that's coming your way. You got to understand this. You got to see what the spirit of the Lord is doing. He's preparing his bride. Thank God. This is Praise Chapel Christian Fellowship. But you have a different identity than the church down the street. You have a different identity than the churches in your family fellowship. What God has given you is something unique. He's given you what we call a filling station where you can come in here and get your lamps filled with some fresh oil. Mm, my God. I feel an anointing on that right there. Somebody shout fresh oil. You see, some folks are running out of oil, but this is a place where you can come and get your lamps filled. Tell your neighbor, I want my lamp filled. I am not satisfied where I have been. Thank God for the church service we had Sunday and thank God for the church service we had last week but I want more. Somebody lift your hands and say I'm not satisfied. Somebody shout I want it all. And so we've come to a place now where we see clearly that God is separating the wolves and the sheep. He's separating the real and the phony. Some folks may try 
to discern me and say, well, brother, are you real? Don't worry about it. Just worry about yourself. Hallelujah. Sometimes folk will always try to criticize you and come to church with a critical spirit and find fault and complain about you and what you're doing. And they got all kinds of mess going on in their lives. So God didn't call you to be a judge. God called you to be an encourager. And if you can't encourage me, keep your thoughts to yourself. I need to be around some folks that's going to push me, that's going to edify me, that's going to exhort me. And when I need somebody to comfort me, lift your hands and say, I got a word from the Lord. Somebody shout hallelujah. There's no competition in the kingdom of God. There's, there's no competition in the church. It's not my church against your church, my ministry against your ministry, my preaching against your preaching. Everybody's got their style and everybody's got their identity. But the gospel is being preached. As long as the message is being preached, we embrace the message that Jesus died and he rose again and he rose with all power in heaven and earth in his hands. He came from heaven to earth to show us the way from the earth to the cross. My debt he paid from the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky. Somebody shout, I lift his name. Oh, I feel like preaching here. Let me lay hands on myself because some of you looking at me kind of funny. Oh, yeah. We come to lift up the name of Jesus. And so God is shaping us and God is molding us. And God is bringing us to a place of understanding. We got to be ready when he comes. There was an old message I used to preach here 32 years ago. Are you ready? Are you ready for the coming of the Lord? Dennis Dodd remembers that. He was around 32 years years ago and, and and of course your pastor some of you were just you weren't even a thought hallelujah some of you still got similac on your breath you look like babies out there but we've been around a long time and we used to preach are you ready are you ready for the coming of the lord and i find out there's a people that looks up but they're not expecting nothing why we look man i was looking up because if the rapture took place tonight oh god come quickly and take us all i want to go to glory with my brothers and sisters. I, I don't want to be caught in a nightclub. I said, I don't want to be caught in the nightclub. I don't want to be caught cruising on a Sunday afternoon. I want to be caught up in the presence of the Lord. When you shout, I want to shout. When you jump, I want to jump. When you run, I want to run. Come on and shout, yeah. Who am I preaching to that says, when I come to church, I'm expecting God. I'm expecting when the guitar hits that note that come up, mm, take me away, God. I'm expecting God to do something quick fast and somebody shout in a hurry uh, the bible says when he comes he comes like a thief in the night uh, he comes when you least expect him and so many people think they're going to be ready because they're going to get themselves prepared on a certain time in a certain season let me tell you something no man knows the day and no man knows the hour you got to live this day like you're going to live it tomorrow like it's your last day tell your neighbor, this might be your last time come on tell them this might be your last time you don't know what's going to happen when you leave here today Day. You don't know what's going to happen when you leave here tonight. All you have is right now. Yesterday's gone. Tomorrow's not promised to you. But tell your neighbor, as long as I got this time right here, I think I'll praise the Lord. I, I think I'll worship him. 
Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout glory. And so God is separating us. He's, he's looking for the men. He's looking for the women. He's looking for somebody that would say, I'm not going to be foolish. I'm going to be wise. If you notice what Jesus is teaching here in our text, he's teaching from a perspective of understanding that we as believers must begin to see the reality that everybody that goes to church is not going to make it. Notice what he says. There were 10 virgins. Five were wise and five were foolish. Am I preaching too fast for some of you? Five were wise and five were foolish. And he says the five that were wise had oil in their lamps and the five that were foolish left the oil. What are you talking about preacher? There's three phases of what we call salvation. First of all, there's justification. The Bible says in Romans chapter number five that because we have peace with God through the blood of Jesus, we are justified. And so we come to the place of justification and having peace with God. And a lot of people love the peace of God because they were in such turmoil and, and such war and such violence uh, that when they got saved, God gave them peace that blew their minds and it blew beyond their own understanding. And then we have what we call sanctification. Now sanctification is the will of God. The Bible says for this is the will of God. So many people know what is the will of God, Pastor Daniels. Can you tell me the will of God? Well, First Thessalonians says the will of God is your sanctification. That you abstain from fornication and all kinds of I guess I would say it, all kinds of lasciviousness and all kinds of filthiness. There's a whole lot of filth going on in this world today. This world that we live in is wicked. But that's all right. The Bible says where sin abides, the grace of God still abides even more. Listen, there's no competition between God and the devil. He has no rival. He has no equal. Don't come and tell me that the devil is having revival. The devil has no revival. Satan, the Lord, rebuke you. You know your assignment. You know your time is up. You cannot divide and conquer the body of Christ because the Bible says he's coming for a glorious church. My God, uh, lift your hands if you're part of that glorious church. Uh, he's coming for a church uh, that understands their purpose by design. I was called to glorify God. And because I was called to glorify God, I must separate myself. Uh, I must come out from among them. Notice what Revelation says. He says, you got to come out from among them and be ye separate. What do you mean, Pastor Daniels? You got to come out from the world. You can't look like the world and talk like the world and act like the world. And you cannot run with the world. You have to make a difference. Let there be a difference between clean and unclean. Let there be a difference between holy and unholy. Christianity should be different than worldliness. Come on, talk to me and say amen. If you call yourself a Christian, if you tell me you call yourself saints and you know you ain't. <laughs> yeah, I said it. Some of you call yourself saints and you know you. I feel like a rapper. Some of you call yourself saints and you know you some of you call yourself saints and you know you. Some of you call yourself saints and you know you. Yeah, so many people call saints and you know you ain't. Hallelujah. You know your life is ragged in a can of sauerkraut. But talk to me, somebody. I want to be that sanctified vessel. I want to separate myself. And sometimes what that means is sometimes your family can be your biggest hindrance. Jesus says, man, you got to come to the place where you got to leave mama and leave daddy and leave sister and leave brother. You can't be persuaded by your family. Sometimes your family will persuade you that you're doing too much. What are you doing going to church on a Wednesday night? But they never said that when you was partying on a Wednesday
Wednesday night. The never said that when you was getting high and drinking alcohol, now all of a sudden you try to clean yourself up and do right, and you're in the house of God and you're fixing your life, and they have a problem with that. Now they say you got a devil. Well, when I cussed like a sailor, what did I have? Hallelujah. I had a demon when I wasn't saved, but thank God. Oh, I feel like lifting him up. Somebody shout hallelujah. Give your neighbor a high five because y'all not worried about no COVID in here. Stop your neighbor a high five until I feel like lifting him up. I know, hallelujah, that I am a child of God. I am no longer a slave to fear. I'm no longer a slave to what my mama think. I don't care what the police say. I don't care what the doctors say. I don't care what my mama say. I don't care what my best friends say. I am a child of God. Oh, yeah. Come on, we're going to kick some devil butt. I said it right here. Somebody shout, yeah. I think the devil is trembling right there. Because some of you said, he said, but, he said, but. Well, you used to cuss worse than that in the world. And butt is not a butt, but, 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 but. We're going to kick some devil's butt. If you're radical, raise your voice and shout, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I feel like I'm in the right place now. Some of you looking too dignified out there. Y'all look real good. But let me tell you something. God is raising up a church. And God is raising up his bride. And I'm preaching to somebody that wants to be the bride of Christ. Not just a church member. You got a whole lot of church members. But they don't know God. Let me tell you something about the God I serve. He's a good, good father. And his love for you is not based on how much Bible you know. Some of you just think you're so smart. I just know the Greek and the Hebrew and I'm a historian. I know all these things. But do you know him? Do you have a personal, intimate relationship with him? God's not concerned about how much scripture you can quote. God is more concerned about do you come to his presence and do you let him wrap you in his arms? And Do you allow him to treat you like a son and to treat you like a daughter regardless of your failure and regardless of your faults, thank God he is the kinsman redeemer. Thank God you've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Thank God for his mercy. And somebody shout, thank God for his grace. You see, that is the difference between a man and a woman that knows God. Because after you get justified, you say, God. After you get sanctified, you say, God. Is there more for me? And God says, yes, there is. It's called glorification. That means I got to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Tell your neighbor, I got to be filled with the Holy Ghost. It's not enough just to come to church. He says, if you do what I tell you to do, I'm going to pray to the Father and when I pray to the Father he's going to give you a comforter he's going to give you the Holy Ghost and when you get the Holy Ghost we refer to the Holy Spirit as that oil when you get that oil on the inside of you it's called the anointing that anointing is going to teach you that anointing is going to convict you that anointing is going to give you the inspiration and the unction the function that anointing is going to give you the ability to do things that you thought you could never do you shall receive power not before but after the Holy Ghost Somebody shout, yeah. You're going to receive. Somebody shout, I'm going to receive some power. 
I'm going to receive that glorification. And when you get that glorification, now you set yourself up to be that wise virgin. Uh, because can't nobody tell you nothing. Uh, because you have a lip-to-ear relationship with your God. Uh, can't nobody convict you and can't nobody condemn you. And can't nobody tell you anything that's contrary to the word of God. Uh, because my sheep begin to hear his voice. Uh, and a stranger they will not follow. So it sets you up to understand what time it is. What time is it, Pastor Dandridge? It's time for you to not be foolish, but to maintain that relationship with God and keep your lamp filled with the Holy Ghost. How do I do that, Pastor Dandridge? Number one, the Bible says in Jude, you've got to pray in the Holy Ghost. So what do you mean, preacher? You've got to pray in unarticulated speaking. You've got to pray in unknown tongues. you got to pray in a language that's not on this planet. you got to pray in a heavenly language. Some of you are afraid of tongues. I'm telling you something right here. There's too many people that shine away from tongues. But the Bible says he that prayed in an unknown tongue you edify yourself. It's not about people. It's about you. It's about you building up, building up, building up. Somebody say keeping my oil filled or keeping my lamp filled. It's about keeping that oil in your spirit. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And you got to allow the Holy Spirit to speak through you because you don't know how to pray. But the Bible says that the Holy Spirit will give you moans and groans which cannot be uttered. That's a language that's not on the planet. Hallelujah. Somebody said that's an out of space. No, 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 no. It's a secret code. It's a message that when you're going through some trials in your life or somebody else is going through something, the Holy Spirit can reach deep down in your spirit and you begin to moan and groan and begin to pull up a burden and begin to pray until something happens. Can somebody shout hallelujah? What do you mean, Pastor Dandridge? It begins to take you to a place of understanding that my faith is going to a whole nother level. Somebody shout new level same devil come on shout new level same devil so many times we feel like you know new level new de- no that's a lie from the pit of hell uh, the devil does not have power he has lost his power when Jesus rose from the grave 2,000 years ago he said all power my God uh, somebody shout all power he said all power in heaven and earth is given unto me if God has all power the has hmm, I can't hear you I can't hear you do you really believe that the devil has no power I got to slow down somebody shout the devil has no power no power how many of you believe that He's been stripped of his authority. He's been stripped of his power. And the only thing the devil can do is deceive you. He's a master of disguise. The Bible says he is as a roaring lion. He's not a lion. Looney Tunes. I thought I saw a putty cat. 
Ain't scared of the devil. Don't talk about the devil. No, I can talk about the devil because I want to be filled with God's presence. And when your lamp is filled with the presence of the Lord, tell me who can stand before us when we call on that great name. Somebody shout Jesus. That's the bridegroom. And Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is likened unto ten virgins. Notice, if the virgins, they all were sanctified. They all were justified. They all, they all had everything common. But five of them. were wise and five of them were foolish see the foolish think they already got it. I'm cool I got enough I'm satisfied when have you arrived you're still here you haven't made it yet. No, 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 no. You've got to maintain that hunger, that thirst for righteousness, for more of God. I need a more today than I did yesterday. Somebody shout yes. I need God more today than I needed him 40 years ago. I've been saved for 40 years. I'm not satisfied. I want more. So he says the five that were wise trimmed their lamps. Every day they wake up seeking first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness. They trim off the old. Forget those things that are behind you. And they begin to reach forward. So you have a bad day, shake it off. Come on, somebody. You don't get up on the wrong side of the bed. You get up on the right side of the bed. You get up on the bed that says, I'm going to trim my lamp, hallelujah, because I need to keep this lamp filled with the presence of God. If I got God's presence, I've got divine protection. I've got divine prosperity. Oh, here's a good one. I got divine forgiveness. Lift your hands if you need to be forgiven in this room tonight. Yeah. And you don't, you that, you that don't believe you need to be forgiven in this room, I'm going to tell you something right now. I don't care if you do get offended. You ain't all that. And if you ever needed the Lord, you sure do need them right now. Because when you get caught up in your self-righteousness, God hates a self-righteous spirit. See, the five that were foolish, they were caught up in their self-righteousness. I don't need that. I'm going to be ready. But the Bible said that the bridegroom tarried when they thought he was supposed to come at midnight 
or before midnight, he didn't come. They went there probably at 7.30 on a Wednesday night. Surely the bridegroom's coming tonight. That great worship. I mean, I dance. Woo! Hey! When the brother hear that, he got the yo, he'll say, hey, come on. Surely. But he didn't come in the worship service. He didn't come when Pastor Dan just was preaching. And the foolish, I'm cool. I ain't even worried about it. Because I'm in the right place at the right time. I'm in church. But the Bible says he came at midnight. Someone said, midnight, that's the witching hour. <laughs> A whole lot of saints are bewitched at midnight. Demons are moving. Isn't that amazing? Zero hours. That's what midnight is. And there's more demonic activity. Why are y'all looking at me crazy? You weren't getting ready for the party till midnight. You was just getting your drink on. Just getting out of the shower. Ready to hit the club. The party didn't get started till what? I haven't been to the club in a long time, you know, but I know I'm making some sense. Whole lot of demonic activity is at midnight, but where sin abides, the grace of God abides even more. And the Bible says, at midnight, the cry was heard. Here comes the Lord Jesus Christ. And at midnight, the Bible says that the five that were wise, their lamps were filled. Somebody shout, they have the Holy Ghost. Yeah, there is a difference between a Holy Ghost field person and somebody that doesn't have the Holy Ghost. There's a big difference. Why do you think Jesus put so much emphasis on you receiving the Holy Ghost? If he didn't want you to have it. And let me say this. It's not for just the five-fold ministry. Oh, the Holy Ghost is for the pastor. He's the only one that got the Holy Ghost. He's the only one that has signs and wonders and miracles. He can do all nine gifts. <laughs> Holy Ghost is for everybody. Uh, yeah. How bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? How do I get the Holy Ghost, Pastor? Is it, it's not complicated. It's simple. We, we receive salvation so easy. Oh, let's go to the altar and you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God raised you from the grave. Thou shalt be saved. And then we want to complicate things when it comes down to receiving the Holy Ghost. And Jesus says, all you got to have is a hunger 
and a thirst to be right. A hunger and a thirst. Let me break it down to you like this. How many you love King Taco? I know I'm in the right place now because I'm going to get some after church. I already put my order in. See, when you desire that taco, there ain't no mountain high enough, ain't no river wide enough to keep me from getting to you. See, we got to apply that same hunger for the Holy Ghost. If I got to wait till the midnight hour, if I got to stay here all by myself, I'm not going to let go until you feel me. I'm not going to stop seeking you until you feel me. I'm going to wait until I've been endued with power from on high. I'm going to wait till I know that I know that I know that you have filled me with the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues, receiving power to cast out devils, receiving power to lay hands on the sick, receiving power to do the right thing and stop doing the wrong thing. Ask your neighbor the question, how bad do you want it? Whoa, she got it. Yeah, got that little tune there. Yeah, say that again. That, that might be a new song tonight. How bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? Yeah. How bad do you want it? I want it. I want it. How bad do you want it, Holy Ghost? How bad do you want it, Holy Ghost? How bad do you want it, Holy Ghost? I want it. I want it. Somebody shout, how bad do you want it? Yeah, see, I want it. And God can come in your living room. Be at the altar. Sometimes you want to be sensational. Come here, Dennis. Or, um, or Minister Da. Sometimes you want to go if you want to be sensational. Yeah. Like we're just so special. I am the prophet to the last church age. When I lay my hands on you, brother. You're going to receive the Holy Ghost. He don't even want the Holy Ghost. He, he's just a visitor. Yeah, yeah maybe heard that be the Holy Ghost. And we think we got the power and authority to just give somebody the Holy Ghost. Receive the Holy Ghost, brother. Receive it, brother. Hey, receive it. Receive it. Get in hands. Hey, receive it. Speak it something. Thank you, brother. Maybe I have to come off that stage. Them lights was roasting me. My God, chocolate melts, man. Got little chocolate spots up there, Pastor. God says, I have no respect to person. No respect to person. Right, Betty? It's for everybody. 
the Holy Ghost is for everybody. The reason I got the Holy Ghost wasn't because I was so good. I was so hungry for the presence of God to be in my life every day. I got the clothes. I don't know I preached that long. It's already 9.05. Midnight, okay, all right. Pastor blaming on her. We're going to midnight. I just wanted it. So I got the Holy Ghost in my car. some brothers out at church preacher lay hands on me and I fell down we all fall down but we get back up I'm not going off on people that fall into the power but what you do when you fall do you wake up hungry do you get up desiring more God or do you want to go back I won't go back to that service so I can fall down again and if you don't fall down again you're like a crackhead chasing the high just come to church to get a fix. <laughs> no, no, no. You got the fixer on the inside of you. I said, you got the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. If you got your lamps filled with the Holy Ghost, if you got the presence of God, you have in church every day. Thank God for Wednesday night. And I love when God's people come together and we don't forsake the assembling of ourselves together. But let me tell you something. I had church yesterday. I had, come on, I had church this morning. I'm walking in church. I'm walking in the presence of God. Why? Because he fills this temple. You can call it counterfeit if you want to, but I know the real thing. Ain't nothing nothing like the real thing baby and when you get the real thing he picks you up when you fall he turns you around he gives you joy in the midst of sorrow he heals your body he touches your mind shout yes y'all get that song that you see that testifying song yeah that's my, that's my, that's my, I'm done now. Because y'all was having church on that. See, five. Somebody say, I'm that five, that's why. Yeah, man. My lamp is trimmed. If I offended every, anybody, I'm sorry. Because I'm getting right with God. Forgive me. If I forget, I've offended you. I won't go to glory. I'm trimming my lamp. That means if you got somebody to forgive, don't wait till tomorrow. Forgive them now. Some say, trim your lamp. Don't let bitterness stay there. Yeah, somebody done you wrong. But the person that done you wrong, they out there having fun. And you miserable. Somebody shout, the devil is a liar. I'm going to enjoy the presence of the Lord. And let me tell you something. There's nothing like the presence of the Lord. And you folks got a testimony that this church, and I don't have to prophesy to this church because you already know. And when you come here, you can be down. But because of the singing, and because of the worship and because of the preaching and because of the teaching that your pastors give you here that you're in the right place I'm going to be wise 
If you call a conference, I'm there. If you call a, you call a prayer meeting, I'm there. Pastor, can I use this as an example? It's a businessman, busy man. Travels all over the country. But you see this man's faithful. But this is a standard. Your pastors are in demand all over the world. But they remain faithful. What are they teaching you? Yeah, you know, I'm a soccer mom. His wife's a soccer mom. Baseball mom, wrestling mom. He was, he was, his, she was a, a, a what, wrestling mom, music teacher. We'll always use that as an excuse. I don't care if you're a soccer mom. What that mean, boo boo? I got to study, Pastor. Listen, folks in our ministry got their PhDs and their doctrine degrees online, but being faithful to God. Now they're superintendent of schools. Why? Because they remain faithful to God. Never missed a prayer meeting. Never missed a church service. They have a hunger and a thirst for God's presence. He can give you all, all kinds of things. So gifted. Right? He could be a CEO of the CEOs. <laughs> hey, give me some music. I keep on talking up in here. Do all that. But they show you that faithfulness, loyalty, and commitment, and a hunger and a thirst for the righteousness of God. One more testimony. I know this couple here been faithful to God for over 40 years. Their children's children are blessed. I was just in Anaheim and your daughter was singing out of her spirit. Let me tell you something. The Bible declares that your children's children shall be blessed. Some of you young families, some of you young couples, you need to understand the key to your success in your marriage, in your children, on your job, in college, is having a hunger and keeping your lamp filled. Tell your neighbor, I'm going to be wise. Tell them I'm be wise. Take it, brother. Take it. Lead us. Oh, something's going to happen in this praise service. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's message from Praise Chapel Paramount. If you want to stay connected, follow us online with Facebook and Instagram at PC Paramount or visit our website at praisechapelparamount.com.